Joining the chorus, it's time for another North Melbourne Footy Club update with Dean Vasic and special guests on Hashtag Kangaroos. Welcome to another episode. So today I was joined by draft expert Siobhan Rowe. So today we talked about um, possible players that will pick, uh, you know, Obviously, we talked a, bit, a little bit about Jason North Francis and players will pick in 20s and 40s as well, and players she really liked. Um, it was really great to have her on our show. And big shout-out to Ross Payne um, off the North Talk podcast as well. Like Great show. Check, check that out. Yeah, some great guests on as well. So it was good to for him to let Siobhan go on the show and talk, give her... Um, expert opinion on players she really liked and as you can tell she, she's got an inside knowledge of uh, all the gun recruits that uh, we could possibly look at and some players she really liked um, I took a break from um, the players review so I've still got one more episode of that I think I've got 12 or 13 more players so I'll probably do that uh, soon but uh, anyways we'll go to the draft show um, and I'll bring on Siobhan now I'm joined by draft expert Siobhan Rowe so Siobhan you were delisted by North Talk last week and put on a rookie list, but I decided to offer you a two-year contract, and here you are on hashtag Kangaroos. What changed in the span of forty-eight hours? Oh, no, not at all. I am um, still a valued member of the North Talk podcast, but I'm more than happy to come on and speak to hashtag Kangaroos. It's been um, one of those years where I about North and the more buzz we can generate around the club, um, the better it is. But I'm really happy to be joining you and um, being on, on this podcast as well. Yeah, no, seriously, um, I really appreciate Ross for letting, you, letting me have you on the show. So, no, big big shout out to him and uh, his show. So, yeah, no, very happy to have you. So, anyways, like, obviously, no, uh, going past the jokes, uh, what did you make of the Greenwood signing in the last couple of days? Like he'll, He will be 30 at the start of next season and probably a player that you wouldn't think would fit our age profile, would you? It certainly came out of absolutely nowhere, and I think it's been a fantastic pickup. Obviously, he has that relationship with David Noble. By the sounds of it, he's a great clubman um, and a real heart and soul player, and, I mean, it's – a horrible choice by the Gold Coast to choose him to be the one to get delisted. Um, it's, it's a good point you make because he certainly doesn't fit the mould of the age demographic, but I think yeah. um, the fact that he's coming to footy late may help his longevity. I'm hoping that he'll play more forward as I don't want him taking too much time away from the young midfielders, but he'll certainly be a support in there, a bigger body um, to join the likes of Cunnington and helping the youngsters out. But um, those youngsters are certainly flourishing and he has the height and overhead ability to play forward. So we yeah. could be seeing that more next year. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think he was um, ranked seventh in tackles inside 50 per game in 2021 as well. So he's probably a player that does go forward a bit. I only... Like, I've only seen Gold Coast uh, in uh, spurts this year. And from what I, I mean, a third of his possessions come from clearances. So we always know him as that stoppage sort of, he loves a contested possession. So obviously there to protect a few of the younger blokes. He might be a player that you, you, you can throw on uh, the opposition opposition's best player as well. Maybe similar to a Ben Jacobs who plays a bit of a tagging role if uh situation needs it. So that's a great yeah, point. Uh, yeah, I mean... You sort of think about it, like, I mean, he's 30 and we've delisted blokes in their 20s thinking, oh, well, they don't fit our age demographic, like you, like you sort of said. So it's an interesting choice, but, yeah, I think it's the right one at the end of the day. Like, I mean, he's a very young 30 as well. Like, 
He's only been playing AFL for five five seasons, I think. I think next year will be sixth year. I mean, he's obviously come from a basketball background, so that'll be um, yeah. I think leadership as well will be a big plus. So we'll see how we go. Also, I just want to talk to you about uh, the delisting of Trent Vermont. You were a huge fan, weren't you? Yeah, it's interesting you bring that up because I was a little bit surprised. There were rumours going around that he wanted um, to go back home to South Australia and I think his season was interrupted by injury and maybe a little bit of, of poor form. The way I see it is that he was just overtaken by others. The next wave of players stood up and just took his spot in the side. He was made to look a little bit second rate um, where previously those youngsters hadn't flourished as much as they did this year. So uh, as much as it's sad to see him go, I understand why because he was just overtaken by some of the youngsters on our list and Clearly, there was no more spot for him. And and what I love about what David Noble's done is that he wants to have um, the youngsters and and elite talent play in those particular roles that um, Trent was playing in, in in the wing and midfield. And unfortunately, there just wasn't a spot for him anymore. Yeah, I mean, it's it's interesting. Look, I don't think his form fell off look incredibly that much. Like I know his possessions went down a little bit, and, and a couple of other things like his tackles went down a little bit this year too, but. I mean, it's not like he was a uh, he was in and out of the team. He pretty much played every week. So, yeah, I mean, obviously the the club want to get some some of the younger players, like maybe a Charlie Lazaro, onto a wing. And with Demont, there he's probably just holding them back. And like you said, I think there was um, a lot of talk that he was going to go back to South Australia, and this was halfway through the season. And it looked like it was going to be done, but I don't know what's happened there. It doesn't even look like he's going to find an AFL club. He didn't get picked up as a delisted free agent. Which only leaves him the national draft and the preseason draft and maybe the rookie draft. So it'll be interesting to see if he gets another gig. He's already stated that he wants to. If he doesn't get picked up by an AFL club, he'll, he'll go to Norwood next year. So yeah, we'll see how we go with that one. Um, anyways, going back to the 2020 draft, do you think we nailed our picks? We got um, Phillips, Powell, Lazaro, Ford, and Spicer. They all played AFL footy this year. Yeah, it's a really interesting question because um, there was a lot of debate about whether or not we should have chosen Logan McDonald over Will Phillips yeah. at that pick three. And I think that that type of commentary was very premature, um, keeping in mind that the Victorian boys played no footy in their draft year. And Will, we certainly saw start to show some really great signs towards the back end of the year. Um, he's, he's got class, he's got poise, and he's a great decision maker. And there aren't a lot of folks on our list that are able to to make the decisions that Will can. So um, I certainly think that he'll flourish into a great player. And Logan McDonald's a totally different type of player. And don't forget, um, he's at the Swans now, and we, we move on. And I do really think Will Phillips will turn into a really consistent 200-game player. And he'll keep getting better with time and more development. I think we're very quick to be impatient with players that come into the system. Um, but yeah. Will certainly one that I'm sure will continue to improve. Um, Tommy Powell, I think we certainly nailed that pick. Yeah. 
thirteen looks like a steal. Um, before he got injured, he was certainly one of our best youngsters. And even when he played round one against Port Adelaide, we thought, oh, look at this kid. Like he's a mini cunners, just his handball game and his composure. He's yeah, he's gonna be a star. And even our, our back end of picks, Eddie Ford was a late selection. And that's what I love so much about the draft is that um someone like Eddie Ford can slip into the 60s and have the impact that he did. And you could arguably say that he was one of our most informed players in the back end of the year. He really shone through. Um, Same with Spicer playing the one game. He showed glimpses and um, Charlie Lazaro as well. So I do think that our our core group that we got um, in the 2020 draft um, certainly look like a great crop and they'll grow through together with the, with our other youngsters. And um, clearly David Noble's method is midfield out and we certainly have two really quality midfielders in um, Phillips and Powell to go into the future with. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Um, especially uh, Powell. Like, I mean, he, he got thrown in the deep end quite early in the year when we had injuries. He had to go straight in the midfield. And, yeah, he, he really uh, stood up for us when we, we were struggling. I mean, we had some bad games early. And, um, yeah, especially in traffic. I'm, I'm really impressed with him in traffic. He just seems to give space to other players where there, where there is none, really. He just um, is really good in the contest. Yeah, Will Phillips was um, the talking point. Like, maybe we should have gone to Key Ford, especially early in the year. People were, you know, sort of saying, oh, why don't we go for Logan McDonald when uh, we got Nick Larkey and we, we got rid of Ben Brown. So there's a lot of talk about that. I mean, at the end of the day, you know, We've got draft experts to, you know, we've got risk managers and all that sort of thing. And um, they've decided to go with Will the Thrill. So I've got no problems with that. So, yeah, I mean, we'll move forward anyway. How do you see the 2020, uh, 2021 draft? Is it uh, midfield heavy like they're saying? Um, it's a really interesting question because most midfield, um, most drafts are very midfield heavy, but um, there are always plenty of midfielders available. But I don't think that that's the particular area that we need to focus on the most. Um, this draft isn't necessarily very um, heavy with with tall players, um, so it will be interesting to see what we do, but. We have pick one and we've also got um, pick 20 and that is a prize selection as well. Um, And, yeah, whether we do go down the midfield path, I'm not sure. There certainly isn't a plethora of tall options, but um, there's always room to to add elite talent onto the list. 100%. Uh, yeah, I'll I'll get back to pick 20 later. So we'll talk about pick one. I mean, how good is... um... Jason Nord, for instance, are we hyping this kid up too much? I mean, we've only, like a lot of us only seen a small sample size in the finals, and that was pretty good to watch. Um, but are we just hyping him up too much, putting too much pressure on him that he's going to be the next, I don't know, uh, Gary Ablett Jr. or you know, Patrick Dangerfield? Yeah, it's an interesting question because there's obviously a lot of pressure that comes with being um, pick one. But I do think if any kid is prepared to be pick one it's him just the way that he speaks um as well I think there's always at risk of the go home factor considering he's a South Australian um born boy but um he does seem really mature and like he's going to be dedicated to the club and you know it's interesting because there's always hype around pick number one but I do think that this hype is very valid um he's been playing 
with men in the sandful and yet he's contested ball winning ability. He can hit the scoreboard as we've seen. He's yeah. explosive. He's got like that ready-made body. Um, he's, he can, he goes both ways as well. He's he defend and he can also attack. Um, yeah. There's a lot to like about him and he's 185 centimeters and 81 kilos yeah. as 17 year old. So we can only imagine when he feels out even more um, the type of the body shape he'll have to play as that um, midfielder who can go forward as well. And um, he really, the bottom line is that he has very little weaknesses as a 17 year old. So it's really exciting. I don't think I've um, seen this type of hype around um, a number one pick for a little while outside of probably Raul and, and Walsh in um, recent memory, but I think we're going to get a really good pick and it's a well-known secret that w we're more than likely taking with pick one. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, just on that, do you think we actually wasted time bidding on Dacos or even Darcy or just take Horn Francis? Um, I do think that we'll just take Jason Horn Francis. Yeah, um, yeah. I, you could always play those games with, with Collingwood and the Dogs and make them cough up more points, but I guess you want to stay nice and, and if yeah. that's ever in that situation, um, we want to have that kind of gentleman's agreement a little bit. But, um, no, I think he's well-deserving of being the outright pick number one and also taking that $10,000 with him as well. No, 100%. Yeah, that's that's, that's an added bonus. But uh, I don't think you'll have to have too much to worry about as far as money goes for the rest of this year. I think you'll get a uh, bit <laughs> cash. So a lot more than uh, probably me and you, mate. So, yeah, no, yes. fair, fair effort to him. So he seems like he's got a good head on his shoulders. So, yeah, I mean, he talks with a lot of confidence. Um, whether that's arrogance, it doesn't really matter. If he ducks it up on the football field, it, um, that's all that matters. So, yeah, we'll, we'll see how we go with that one. So what about the offers we got for pick one? Did, did you did you think any of them were really serious, like Adelaide and Richmond, obviously? Yeah, again, a really interesting question because I was blown away and I think it speaks more to the value of pick one because we haven't seen offers like that, which I think Adelaide's was three first-round picks. Um, some of them kind of equated to pick 20, um, yeah. but really it was incredible, and especially from Richmond as well. Um, but I don't think we were ever seriously entertaining them because this kid is that good that, those type of offers come through. And I would have given the Adelaide one some serious thought, more so than the Richmond one. But um, I think you'd rather have quality over quantity um, yeah, uh -huh. of the quality of, of Jason Horn Francis. Yeah, I think it's a big drop from one to, like, from what I understand, you could probably answer this better, but it's, it's a fair drop from one to four. Would you agree with that? Like, I mean, pick four from Adelaide is a pick four they've got. I think um, it's going to be effectively pick six or six, isn't it? So it's yes. a fair drop, isn't it? It is. It is because um, obviously you've got to take into account the bids for Darcy and Dacos, which will come very early in the draft. And um, always when you have the number one pick, it's it's such a prize pick. You, you get to choose the best kid in the country. And um, there, there is a drop off in this year's draft in particular. Once we get out of the top 20, um, that, that's my observation is that the, the, the quality does drop a little bit. So yeah. it's important that we we hold on to that and I, I i know we will and we'll make the right choice yeah I, yeah i totally agree i mean play like this that doesn't they don't grow on trees i mean 
I mean, if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. But I'd still rather hold on to this, you know, pot of gold and, you know, hopefully it does work out. And, yeah, I, I mean, I'm pretty confident that it will, just uh, judging from what I've seen from him. Mean, like you said, I mean, he's played against men already. And yeah. he's already, yeah, dominating against men. So, yeah, well, um, yeah, hopefully, uh, yeah, we don't waste our time. We just take uh, Jason or Francis pick one. But we'll find that out next Thursday. Anyways, I've given you a few full pockets, and I want to go to the hard one now to pick 20. Um, who do you think uh, we take? Do you think we go um, needs-based, or do you think we go, um, like, best available? Like, obviously, there's a lot of talk about Ali. Now he seems to be creeping up the board. Um, because, I mean, we obviously, we've only got, like, three key position defenders on the list. I mean, Walker, Core, and uh, Mackay, so losing Tarrant. Um is it what would you do in, in your position? Would you like if there's a gun midfielder you like at 20, would you take that and hopefully, you know, that, that works out, or do you just go for, oh, maybe we just have to go for a rep Bazo or, or Lee Lee? Yeah, so again, it, I, I don't envy the the role and the job of a recruiter because it's <laughs> tough. Um, always, I think that you do go with the best player available, for example. If someone like a Tyler Sonzi, who's a midfielder, um, has kicks on both feet, um, has impact on the scoreboard, is extremely composed for his age and could really flourish in the AFL. Um, if someone like that was still on the board, you'd probably consider taking him over someone like a Lee Galea. But um, as you mentioned, I think defence is one of the biggest holes that we have and even um, a key forward as well, potentially getting another one through, but certainly key defensive um, positions. And Lee Galea is athletic, great intercept marker, um, got great upside. So if he was on the board, you'd think that North would be thinking about him for sure. Um, someone like a, a Josh Gota, um, who's a midfielder, can play as a utility, grew up a mad North supporter. Um, he's a Victorian boy, has speed, um, good marking, clean hands. There's a, a lot of good players still hanging around at pick 20 and there are plenty of players that could still slip. One of them, um, one of my personal favourites in the draft, um, Jai Amiss, if he, um, in the ideal world, if he slipped to pick 20, he's a key forward from Western Australia, 195 centimetres, 85 kilos. He's a great mark on the lead. His goal kicking is outstanding, um, much like Nikolaki. So... Uh, yeah, it's there are plenty of players around that mark, but um, if North were to go down the path of going, we need a, to fill a key defensive role or a key position role in the ideal world. Someone like a Jaya Miss or a Lee would be available. Okay, no, yeah, very good. So if all those players are available, rate them in, in the order you would take them. Oh, that's a very interesting. <laughs> that's really hard. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think I'd probably go a giant miss at number one, um, yep. a Tyler Sonzi at number two, um, Lee Kalir at three, um, Josh Goda at four, and um, there's even a, a, a player from Sandringham Dragons, Campbell Chesser. I highly doubt that he would be there at pick 20, but even yep. if he was there, that would be um, fantastic. And a, another another player, Jacob Van um, Runen, who can play um, key defender and key forward, so he's a utility. He would probably be, probably be at the top of the list as well if he was there at pick 20. 
Yeah, no, fair enough. Do you think, like, I mean, this is just a hypothetical. Uh, like, we've obviously got two picks in the 40s and we've got pick 20. Is there any chance we could might even look at trading up? It's very possible, considering um, the rules are now that on draft night, if the club had someone very high on their draft board, um, for example, if a Tyler Sonzi or a Jai Miss was still there and they knew that another club were interested at pick 18, they could ring the bell and go, we'll, we'll do a pick swap for um, next year or the year after or um, like a future pick swap or do some kind of trade to get up the draft board to make sure they can snap up that player. And I wouldn't be surprised if we did that if a, um, a key defender or a key forward was still available um, and shouldn't be. It's always an option now, and I think that option should be used more often than not. Yeah, yeah, 100%. I couldn't have given more. Um, look, we'll go to the uh, picks in the 40s. Uh, any players you really like there that uh, might slip down that you think oh, that, that, that would be really handy? Like we've obviously got pick 42 and 47, I believe, at this stage. So, yeah, any players you really like there? Yeah, again, there's always players that slip. I think that's the one thing that I've learnt from um, following the draft is even someone like an Eddie Ford was in the 60s and predicted mm -hmm. so much higher. Um, but someone that I do think would fill a need for us is um, his name's Paul Curtis. He's a Vic Metro boy. He's a small forward. Um, he's got footy smarts, a goal sense, clean hands, has a little bit of X factor, and he's capable of producing match-winning kind of efforts, and he's done that playing for the Western Jets. So he's someone that um, certainly should be considered if he's there, also because we do need um, a small forward to some capacity. Um, someone like a Matthew Roberts, who's a midfield forward from – um, South Australia, he'd probably be latest about pick 40. Um, he, again, he's got footy smarts, can hit the scoreboard. Um, he's a contested ball beast. Whether or not we do want to go with another contested kind of shooter, <laughs> I feel like we've got heaps of those on our list. Um, and another another boy that might slip to about pick 40, um, Blake Howes from the Sandringham Dragons. He's a medium forward, can play on the wing. He's mm. athletic, um, great at overhead marking, got clean hands, great leap. And he's another one with really high upside. So if he did slip to pick 40, I wouldn't be surprised if North called out his name too. Okay. So do you think there's a big, like, let's say we go from pick 20 to pick 40, is there a big drop-off in talent there? Like, do you think it just falls away from, like, let's say 30 to 40, or do you think it's pretty even? Um, It's pretty even. I think clearly the top echelon of players we're looking at, um, Horn Francis, Dacos, um, they're probably the, the main two. But there's certainly a, a chunk at the top that stand out. But other than that, I think it's fairly consistent. And there's always a diamond in the rough to be found. I mean, if you think about it, Cam Zerha was a rookie selection and he's turned into one of our um, most reliable forwards. So there's always a diamond in the rough to be found. But um, predominantly the, the top half of the draft, your top 10 are your standouts. Yeah, yeah. I mean... It, it's pretty important that you nail all your draft picks. Like you look at Melbourne and uh, how they won it this year and a couple of years ago, how they just seem to nail every pick. So, yeah, I mean, it's a pretty important time. And, yeah, I mean, I'm sure there's recruiters that put a lot of time into this. So, yeah, it'll be interesting um, yeah, to see how we go. Obviously, 
We've got a couple of picks in the 70s. Um, pick 72 will be Jackson Archer at this stage. Yes. You know much about him? Um, not a hell of a lot. I know that he's very, very raw. And so North fans should temper their expectations, not, you know, expect him to come in and and dominate games because that's just not going to happen. But he has a lot of attributes like his father. He's small but he's courageous and he doesn't take a backward step. Um, Unfortunately, he was playing for the Northern Knights and with COVID he just hasn't been able to play much footy considering the NAB League season didn't run. But... Mm. Um, he's got plenty of upside with time. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's going to take a while, and it? it's going to take a couple of years. You'd have to think with him, wouldn't you? For sure. Yeah, he. You wouldn't be seeing him play senior footy next year. That's a given. Yeah, I mean, also, I don't think we're going to use probably pick seventy-seven at this stage, are we? Because getting Hugh Greenwood in, I think we've only got uh, five list spots available. And if we get Jackson Archer, that's four. So that's yeah, you know, one twenty, forty-two, forty-seven. And then you're probably looking at a pre-season draft. I don't think they'll probably be using that at this stage either. So I don't think there's anyone getting that, is there? I mean, there might be a, a, someone that's uh, missing out on a draft or a rookie list that you're probably, oh, well, we might just take a, a punt with him or something yeah. like that. But, yeah. yeah I think, um, one player that stands out to me, um, I watched him play as a key forward um, a few years ago for Sandringham Dragons, um, Charlie Dean, who went oh, back yep. to the AFL level and has really come on in leaps and bounds. If he didn't get picked up in the national draft, I'd be surprised considering he nominated. But yeah. if he had an extra list spot, I would be very confident that North should um, take a chance on putting him on, on the list. Yeah, he's a key defender, isn't he? So, yeah. he is. Yep, he's, he's totally changed his game and that's a credit to him as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I heard a lot about him, and there's a lot of talk that um, people are looking at him as well. So, have you heard much about um, Will Walker? Apparently, he's coming into the club as well. So, you know, recently delisted Will Walker, obviously. So, yeah, I have no idea. I did see him in a um, photograph recently on the um, North Melbourne Twitter, and he looked like he was training in the background of the club. So, um, but I'm not sure whether or not um, they will be giving him a list spot. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I suppose they, they get a lot of players um, training with them that we don't really know about. I think Flynn Appleby was training with us last preseason as well, and then he ended up on a VFL list. So maybe maybe that's a possibility for anyone that's not sure. So uh, just going on to next year, obviously we're going to get um, a father starting through Cooper Harvey. So do you know much uh, about him and where you expect him to go at this early stage next year? Obviously there's a whole year of development next year. So do you know... Like I've heard between 20 and 20, uh, some people have said 30 and 40. Yeah, um, I haven't done a lot of research into (laughs) Harvey and I haven't seen him play, but there's certainly a lot of hype around him. Um, (laughs) There's there's a lot of hype and he's only 17 and he's got a lot of developing left to do. And I know even David King has mentioned that He's the most exciting father-son recruit that the Kangas have seen for a long time. And he dominated the junior competitions. And he did play with Boomer at um, North Heidelberg as well and played really well um, in that that 
in yeah, I did see that. Yeah. against men and he's 179 centimeters now and um yeah he'll he'll be playing for the northern knights next year and with the restrictions lifting hopefully he'll get a full season in the nab league and playing um in the championships as well and we'll get a, a clearer picture of where he may go in the draft if he has a fantastic year then we might be up for um an early bid yeah, yeah, which which we're hoping not, but yeah, no. Hopefully, hopefully goes all right. He's half as good as old man. He'll still play, you know, two hundred sixteen AFL games, so or something like that. So yeah, no. Even if he's half as good as him, that'll be still a big win. So we'll um, we'll see how we go with that. Anyways, uh, Siobhan, where can people find you on Twitter and so forth? Yeah, so um, my Twitter handle is Siobhan, S-I-O-B-H-A-N, uh, underscore Roe, R-O-E. Um, yep. You can always send me a message and I'll be up for a chat about North. Um, we, we all love the club and really excited for next year and beyond with this exciting list and fantastic yep. coach at the helm. Yeah, 100%. So, yeah, we're only up, upwards and onwards, yeah, onwards and upwards from here anyway. We can't uh, finish below last, so we'll... Um, Hopefully go a bit better next year anyway. So I think the club have got that in mind. Like obviously trying to get someone like Hugh Greenwood, they want to make um, a bit of, you know, inroads next year. So, we'll, um, yeah, hopefully with the more development of these younger blokes, we, we should have an exciting year. And we'll get crowds regularly next year too, by the looks of it, so, which will be exciting. Very exciting time to be a North fan. It's And also, yeah, we'll be able to go to the footy next year, which will be amazing after the two-year layoff it feels like it's been a very long time since we've seen our boys live yeah i've only seen a handful of games in the last couple of years so i don't think i've seen a win either so i wouldn't mind seeing one next year so yes. that'll be a big win so we'll um we'll see how we go anyway, Siobhan, uh, thanks very much for joining me it's been a real pleasure uh, hopefully i can get you back on after the draft is finished and we can talk a bit more about that so we'll have to we'll have to talk to ross about that one see what he says no worries at all. No, it's been fantastic to join you. And, um, yes, of course, I'm also on the North Talk podcast too, but it's yep. been an absolute pleasure to to join you. And um, we're all really looking forward to the draft. It's going to be an exciting time having pick one. Hopefully we don't see that all the time, but we've yeah. got to watch it while we have it. Yeah, hopefully, um, yeah, this will be the uh, last time until we win a premiership anyway. So <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll see how we go. Anyway, Siobhan, enjoy the rest of your evening and I will chat to you later. Thank you very much. So that was Siobhan Rowe. It was great to have her on the show. You can tell she has inside knowledge of all the um, prospects coming through um, and players she really likes. Uh, and it was good to get her opinion on Hugh Greenwood as well, just to talk about uh, the football club in general. Uh, make sure you give her a follow as well on Twitter and check out her work. She, she obviously does a lot of work with North Talk, like I've mentioned before uh, in the intro. So, yeah, make sure to check out those episodes as well. Uh, the more people we can get to talk about North, the better it is. So And it's good to get different... Uh, opinions as well um anyways that's it for this show make sure to subscribe to the show on um give it a review as well um give it a like whatever you can do to help it out uh, i really appreciate it um the next show will probably be on next week um i really hope you enjoyed uh this uh, draft show um today uh next uh next week is the draft so we're all looking forward to that um, yeah, I mean, obviously Thursday is just the first round, but uh, we will announce Jason and Francis, and the second day is a big day for us. We've obviously got three picks, and then we've got uh, 
Glenn Archer's young boy Jackson, uh, that'll come in the seventies as well. So yeah, a lot can change in the ne- in the last uh, in the next um, week. So as you can tell, in the last forty eight hours, a lot has changed. So yeah, no, it'll be good uh, to have the draft come up next week. A uh, lot to talk about. Anyways, that'll do for me. Uh, today's shout out goes to Dion Miles. Bye for now.